0: Who are you?
1: He had a voice that could make a Wolverine purr.
0: That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute. I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself
1: to introduce myself.
0: Greetings and salutations.
1: We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't.
0: So you will listen
1: to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motor hits, geek bloods, wastoids, dweebies.
0: They all adore him, they think he's a righteous dude. <laughs> It is Wednesday, July 26th. This is the Mike Rutherford Show, abbreviated version here on 1450 The Big X. We're coming to you, as always, from the University of Louisville College of Business Studios, the remote studios here in Jeffersonville, Indiana. Visit business.louisville.edu to see what the U L College of Business can do for you, including getting you your MBA in just 12 months and making you feel like you're being paid to do so in the process. Business.louisville.edu. As mentioned, on the air today from 4.39 until 6 here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the land. You know it's better as the Big X. It's Mike Rutherford here with Trevor Kelsey following a Louisville Bats crushing loss to Indianapolis. Uh,
1: Especially when it's by getting Palacios
0: was that with the That's with the, the game walk-off. winner, yeah. I saw you know, I'm following along trying to figure out when I I'm going to need to come in here also watching the Reds get blanked by Milwaukee for what feels like the 70th time this year. And I see you know, they're up 5-1 in the 8th. Everything's going great and then Indianapolis ties it. And you're thinking, "Oh man, we're going extras here. Could be a short show. Couldn't maybe not going to have a show if this thing goes too long." And then bam, Walk-off. So, tough one for the Bats, but uh, they'll bounce back. They always do. Marte's still roping. They're, they're still – you know, we took all their players. The Reds took t- t- all their talent. They're doing the best they can. Pat Kelly will get the most out of that group. But uh, we're taking the baton from Nick Curran.
1: <laughs> Indianapolis, even blind squirrel finds a They're like 6-20 and I think, 20 this year in one-run games, Nick said. Are they really? Yeah, it's something outrageous, yeah. Something bad. So, but I think two of those are against the Bats. <laughs> now That's think about it.
0: No good. but uh, No bueno. We're so short today. Short I I've I, I – my apology, I did not mention it at the end of yesterday's show because I kind of just forgot that we had the bats going on at 1:30 today, so it would be an abbreviated version, uh, which means we will have to push back once again our talk about the 1993 Liberty Bowl to tomorrow. No, because it was supposed to be right now. It was supposed to be the. I only eight, came in today for this. It was supposed <laughs> to be the four o'clock hour. Uh, first of all, I didn't know you were going to be here. You, I, I thought for a little bit there it was going to be Patrick Ryan. You had some, some behind the scenes just. Anger going on today, some drama we don't need to get into, but I'm glad, I, I felt very happy when I, I pulled in today and saw your lovely car sitting there and knew you were going to be on the uh, on the air with me to talk TBT.
1: Nothing on cable. Well. <laughs> the After waking up early and playing, watched watch, watch the movie Wonderland, didn't mean to talk and rhyme there, but did. <laughs> kind of uh, forgotten about Val Kilmer, Jim, about uh, his characters, John Holmes, but that aside, that's uh, like, you know what? I want to talk Liberty Bowl. It's like, I mean...
0: Well, you know. tomorrow. Four o'clock hour tomorrow. Well, if I can't talk
1: about one throwback time of nostalgic uh, pleasure, let's talk about at least the basketball version from it's last night. It's a
0: nostalgic night. week for sure here on the Mike Rutherford Show. It's going to start today. We, we do want to hear from you on the Thornton's text line. Uh, again, short show. Get your thoughts in while you can. 502-414-1450 is the number to make that happen. And a reminder, Thornton's hooking up with the best deals all summer long. Download that refreshing rewards app today. It'll save you money at the pump. It'll save you money inside. Anytime you stop into any one of these 79,456 area Thornton's locations, there's that many of them for a reason. Do all that good stuff, then text us at 502-414-1450. We'll get to your thoughts about the the TBT, which I think is going to dominate this hour and 20-minute show. There are a couple of other quick tidbits that I, I want to get to, but let, let's just hop right into it. No reason to dance around the, the topic since we have a short show today. Last night, Freedom Hall... The Ville TBT team and and look, I think we have to preface this conversation by throwing it back to what we were talking about yesterday. You and I both were kind of like, yeah. I'm seeing the the, the tweets from some people who were talking about their like their enthusiasm, even some nerves and all this stuff. And I was like, I'm excited about this. I, I think it'll be a nice little helping of of member berries, uh, a nice little dose of nostalgia. It's gonna be fun to see some Cardinal basketball ish in uh, in late July, but for the like. I'm not approaching it as if it's going to be this like make or break. Like I'm going to feel like I feel during an actual U of L game, where if they lose, it's going to ruin my day. If not, it's going to be this huge dopamine rush that's going to carry me through the rest of the night. And I don't really know what I was expecting, but the first time when it really hit me, it was cool seeing the the player intros. Seeing you know the the PA system sounded rough, but that's that's the like the only negative of last night was yeah you know, I, I couldn't really hear what they were saying all that well. But seeing like Peyton and Russ come out first during the starting intros, that definitely was a little bit of a jolt. Seeing Russ as number six did not feel right, but that's okay. It Threw
1: me off a little bit.
0: <laughs> then you get Shane coming out there and, and and all that. And then the first time that Peyton, after I think Auburn, the, the Auburn team, the War Ready team, scored on their first trip, and it was 2-0, the first time that I saw Peyton walking the ball up the floor, like, like I'd seen him do it a million times from 2009 through tw- 2013. It was just like, it was more of a, 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 a just, gut, I mean, gut punch isn't the right word, because it was good. Like, just a, a jolt of nostalgia, and the, all these old feelings, all these old emotions re- resurfacing than I was expecting. It was like, man. Like a flashback? It, it, it felt like old times again. Not just like because it was him doing it, but just, it felt like how I used to feel Watching U of L basketball, it was it was just this jolt back to like when, I, you know, you, you thought we were gonna win every single game, and, and the stakes were always so high every time they took the floor, and it just reinforced how like, vacant that's been in my life these last few years, and, and how much it has sucked. And let me also say –
1: It's the most delightful and depressing at the same time. It
0: it was, and and I want to focus on the sweet, but I think there definitely were some bittersweet elements about last night. I thought Eric Crawford put it succinctly and well. But I I do want to say also for the the UK fans who are hate listening to the show, and we love you. We appreciate your your input. We appreciate your your, your listenership. If you're sitting there being like, man, these losers are putting all this in the TBT because they got nothing – I get it. And you're not wrong. You just don't know what we've been through. Like, like, you think these Billy Gillespie two years were tough and oh my God, and all that stuff. Like, try going basically seven years with. Since
1: these guys were at UofL?
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> 10 years since these guys were at yeah. UofL. Seven years with one NCAA tournament win, two NCAA tournament appearances, like, and a very questionable future. Imagine how you would feel at that point, and then if you get a dose of all those old feelings resurfacing, like like how much you would lean into it a little bit. So if you're listening and you're like, oh, this is the only thing they got, I get it, but shut up. That's 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 the point there.
1: Plus, I mean, I, listen, even with their success, you tell me if the UK wasn't doing a PDBT team, they wouldn't be all into it as well.
0: They've had one before. They should be, and, and they, they, they would be into it, it, and they
1: should be into it.
0: And They got into it a little bit, but yeah, you get why it's it's a different feeling and why the conversation is. that we're going to have is different than the one that they'd be having at the same thing. Were, we're taking place, but you have Peyton walking it up, and then also like I think in the third pos- possession, Shane behannon gets the ball on the baseline. He has a little power dribble, the yeah. old the old classic Shane hop step for the little layup. It still I'm gives
1: like, Michigan nightmares. I- I'm
0: like, oh my god, it's all happening, like all these feelings, and then the game, the game itself, the game play, how hard those guys played, the full court press, Russ and Peyton <laughs> getting after it and trapping, like taking a bunch of threes, getting up and down, dunking getting on the floor for loose balls using extra fouls correctly at the end of a, a quarter slash half my god it felt so good to watch a competent louisville basketball team competing in a semi like real event with real stakes and real fans there i i, I wasn't expecting to feel all this uh, and like very quickly like like five minutes into watching this i think i even tweeted it out i was like okay I'm into it. Like, this is way, way cooler than I thought it was going to be. And it wound up, I mean, just look at the, I I did the old school, because we were just going knee-deep into nostalgia last night. I I did the old, we used to do tweet caps on Card Chronicle. My guy Yuva Hot Hot would always just, I would write like a standard recap. And he would tell the story of the game through people's tweets. Like I was actually one of the ones yeah. he'd
1: put on there sometimes, yeah. And
0: people always liked seeing if they made it or you know, it was a good way to find the game, find some some clips and some pictures that maybe you would have missed otherwise. And so I, I did that last Back night. Back in my old
1: tweeting days.
0: Back when you were, yeah. Yeah, before, the tweet before, machine. before,
1: before it became the X.
0: <laughs> but so I, I even tweeted out, I, I was like, you know, this just... I'm surprised at how much I'm... like getting into it. And I think that you saw so many people voicing the same opinion about like, this is the most fun I've had watching a game in so long. And this is what it should feel like. And, and, and all that good stuff. And it, you try so hard and I, I guess we're going to fail because invariably this conversation is going to lead us back to the current state of U L basketball. But oh, wow. <laughs> you, you try so hard to just make it about the event itself and about, you know, Peyton and Russ and these guys coming back and their pursuit of, of winning Five more games after this, and trying to win the million-dollar prize, and and just enjoying seeing these guys do their thing inside Freedom Hall. When you know, who knew if this was even possible at any other point? But it does. Like it, it's impossible to watch that performance, to see that fan reaction, to see just everything that we felt, and not have it come back to the current state of U of L basketball. Because as fun as this is, let's be real. Like we are, we're fans of U of L. the The men's basketball program. Is kind of, it's the sun here. Everything else is rotating around it. And we're trying to, you know, this stuff is fun. This stuff is great. But you can't tell me, if you're a UofL fan, you would a million times out of a million trade a TBT championship for an actual national championship. Like UofL is the focus here. And so every conversation that we have about tertiary deals, like a TBT team,
1: I traded TBD championship for a Sweet 16 run right about now. Yeah, I
0: mean, it's always going to come back to the current state of the basketball program and, and you know, what's going well, what's not going well and all that stuff. But for last night, the the, the positive emotions certainly outweighed the bringing it back to the thing. But you, you saw, I mean, Kenny Payne is there. Yeah. He's sitting next to Jeff Brom, which I thought was cool that they had. You know, Jeff Brom makes it back in from Charlotte, immediately goes to Freedom Hall to watch the team play. You see Kenny Payne there. I think seven players from the current team were there, and you saw them kind of going nuts on the big Nick Mayo dunk, uh, on, on the kid who was talking so much bleep the entire game. Cardinal forever, Nick Mayo. We've, we've inherited him and Chris Dow. Omar Perri's got to show us a little bit more before he's L1C4. But uh, like, like, you saw those those kids going crazy and celebrating and all that stuff, and you just wanted to be like, this effort level. Forget beating a team by by 24. Forget the score. Forget the execution. Forget all that stuff. If you just play this hard, if you're diving for loose balls, if you're getting out and defending every possession like it's the last possession of the game, if you're trying to, if you're, if you're executing your game plan on offense, the fans are going to respond in this way. And that, to me, is what was missing the most from last year. Four and 28 is four and 28, any way you cut it. But th- the biggest I think red flag, at least to me, was just how they never seemed to be engaged. They never seemed to care as much as any of us did. And that, you can't stand for that as a Louisville basketball fan, as a fan of a program that has so much pride in, in what's going on. So you hope, I mean, maybe this winds up being the best thing for these kids, especially the ones who were here last year and saw what it was like or who have been here for multiple years and have gone through what the new norm is for L basketball. You can lose games here. You can lose games, and, and you're going to take criticism that that's going to happen, but you cannot half-ass it. You cannot loaf. You cannot fail to play like you know exactly what that name on the front of your jersey means. And if you just do that, you saw it last year in the Clemson game. The fans are going to respond to you. The fans last night, I know that they said there was what? It was like 5,400 and change? It
1: was 54 yeah. The, the, the largest non-Wichita crowd in TBT history.
0: And I think Wichita broke their own record last night. So the, Did new, they? the new record is like 72 We're setting
1: the bar now for hopefully on a Saturday showdown.
0: Oh, Thursday now. The, the, the well, main, I, I know.
1: Well, well I, I think Saturday we be a better chance of bringing 70 at sure. Thursday night.
0: I, I mean, maybe people will... We'll, we'll we played catch,
1: Thursday we'll night. catch
0: on we played the the Jackson Tennessee underdog team which features former UV Cardinal Chris Jones oh. which is a little bit interesting but it's a, b- a group of guys from the, the, the that area of, of Tennessee who I, I guess know each other but it felt like a much larger crowd last year than than, than, than like some of the games we played last year I, I know the Freedom Hall had you know one of the end zones roped off so you couldn't you know Caped off, so you couldn't really see it. There were some people sitting in the upper levels, but because everybody was so compressed and because the people were so engaged, I mean, it felt like it felt like a better crowd than basically every game we had last year, besides the Clemson game. And I think it's it, you will have a bigger crowd Thursday night. And like you said, if they win that game and they're playing for a trip to the you know the the quarterfinals and a new regional site on Saturday, I'd expect it to be the biggest crowd of all. I I do wonder. The one other negative that I heard from last night was. It took forever to get in. Like you had really, like, there were people who were, t- who were t- tweeting in like an hour into the game. Or people before. forgot about that part about Freedom Hall, yeah. I guess those
1: days, those days were lost in nostalgic uh, uh, goodness.
0: I saw pictures of the lines at like 630, and I was like, oh, boy. like This is this is great that this many people are there, but they're not going to get through that. Fa-. Apparently, they're having issues with the scanners and and issues with the, all, all this other, other sort of things. People are having to go out and get paper tickets because their digital tickets weren't working. Uh, so it took people a long time to get in. You saw kind of the slow-filing crowd, but hopefully they can get staff buffed up or whatever yeah. issues Global fixed. being a slow-filing crowd? No. You're going to have even more people there Thursday night, so uh, – let's get that taken care of because the, the crowd that was there was fantastic. And it just, it drove home how starved we are all for this. And I've been saying this basically for the last year, essentially since you and I have been on the air, which is the reason why you're seeing these extreme opinions. <laughs> and it, you know, before it was Kenny Payne sucks. Kenny Payne's the greatest. It was, we've got to fire Chris Mack. It was Chris Mack's fine. All this, you know, we've had a million different insane opinions about Louisville basketball in the just under two years that we've been on the air here. It's because people are so desperate for it to get back to being fun again. It's not because we're at each other's throats because we just can't understand the other viewpoint. Or, or It's because we feel like we're at rock bottom as a program and we all have a different idea about how to get out of this hole. And we're all so desperate to be back to where we were 10 years ago. And In a weird way, I had this opinion stressed to me both via text and on social media last night. In a weird way... The fun of last night, when it was over, it just kind of like it, it was like this just brief taste. It was like, oh, I remember how great that food that we were eating ten years ago tasted, and now I'm going back to eating this uncertain, you know, pita bread by itself with no hummus or anything to dip it in, and it just makes it taste even worse than it kind did. Kind of families are we? wow. Well. <laughs> I was thinking of the most bland thing that That's I could North think of. I
1: Carolina was bad with cheese and wine. I was thinking of anything that you would hate. Would we hummus?
0: Well, I like hummus is good. I'm saying this is a no hummus situation. Okay. Just pita bread by itself.
1: I mean, that sounds all right to me, but okay. Rice cakes.
0: Is that better for rice. you? We're just eating rice cakes.
1: I mean, why would I just put mustard in my mouth?
0: We're just <laughs> eating rice cakes, and we just got treated to a four-course dinner at a five-star restaurant last night, and now we're going back to rice cakes, and it's like, man. I miss the four-star dinner days. We've got to get back to those days. But I was surprised by, and maybe this is, look, credit to Mark Lieberman, credit to, to Luke Hancock, credit to Keith Otto, credit to these guys that have been practicing. We looked like a like cohesive unit. Like, like We had an organized game plan. We had easy-to-follow substitution patterns. We had, I, I think, like an offensive philosophy that was going to work. I loved hearing Russ Smith after the game talk about, He could feel himself getting into that old flow with Peyton Seabert when they were pressing. Like you know, they played off of each other so well when they were here, both offensively and defensively. And he was like, it only took a few, a couple of possessions, and he was like, he looked over at Peyton. He's like, could you feel it? And he's like, I could feel it. You know, just like all that stuff, all that like basketball working in harmony. I felt it
1: too when I saw him play defense. I
0: I felt it too. I mean, it was the very first possession. I was like, God, I haven't seen this in three years. Where has this been?
1: That was the that was the moment I got to it a little late in the game because I got home a later. But that was when I when I turned it on and they were showing just some like what I'd missed early on in in the first quarter or whatever of them trapping and pressing and forcing turnovers and I mean I just I I felt everything like the uh, the, the level the biggest homer that was excited about going into the game felt that I didn't feel until I saw it.
0: I mean we haven't seen like, defense play like that in six years now.
1: It, it I I. My table got knocked over because I was so excited, and I had to pick everything back up. And it was just, it was, it was. I, I was thrilled to kind of to where kind of level you are. Like I think we were both going in this kind of like, yeah, we're kind of excited, but um, yeah, like until we saw, like actually saw it. I don't know, maybe it's and it even it didn't even bother me that it, was, it said Bellerman on the because I like Bellerman, but it was it was a little weird at first. People got mad about that. I was, I
0: was. It's, it's, it's their it's home,
1: court. their home court now, exactly. Yeah. So I mean, it, that took a second, but that second was gone like that, literal second. And I was just, I was wrapped up into it to the, just, you're right, watching def- the Russ and, and, and Steve would just trap it and, and just causing havoc, just made me smile like the Joker. Watching Mayo dunk, which is how I used to think David Pageant was doing when he was laying it up. That's what I pictured a nostalgic view of that. You know, seeing Wayne sitting on the bench, nostalgic of his freshman year. I mean, it was just like. You know, I got all into it. And I, obviously, you did too. Since, I mean, after listening to your rant there, I think we need to clean up in Studio A. It was
0: great. Yeah. It was great. I mean, it was, it was, I, I you know, I grew up as a, I love Cardinal football. I, I love women's basketball. I love baseball. I love every sport. Yeah. I grew up like most kids are around our age. You know, Louisville men's basketball was the show. Like, it, it was the deal. And it was, you know, the, the deal for your parents. It was the deal for their parents. It was, it was, that was the focal point. Everything else was just kind of icing on the cake. And to see something that I've grown up like living and dying with each winter for basically my entire life fall off the way that it has in recent years has been tough. And look, if you've listened to any show basically for the last four years that I've been on the radio for, if it's podcast or whatever, I, I think you can tell how much that I've, you know, it has affected me. I'm sure it's affected you as well. And to get just a, a glimpse of what it has been and what it hopefully will be again at some point in the future, it, it did. It, it affected me in a way that I really wasn't prepared for. I thought I was just going to watch this and be like, oh, th- this is fun, this is a nice little thing. And then to see them you know, come out and play that hard, to see these guys that you know I, I had watched win a championship and, and, or go to Final Fours or go to Elite Eights with Shonano and to see them come together and, and you know put it all out there for the fan base was really, really just I – mean, it, it was an awesome time. It was, it was an awesome – uh, event last night, and I'm hoping that Thursday will be even better.
1: Blowing them out helped too.
0: Blowing them out definitely helped. I mean, yeah. it, even when like you know, for a while there, it felt like if you were you know reading our reactions and how excited everybody was, it felt like we were up by like 15 in the first half when we really we were up like four to six. And I was kind of like, are we going to get all this excited and then actually lose? But you know, that was the other thing was when they would go on these big runs.
1: It felt like yeah. old times. Snap yeah. of a
0: finger, boom, steal dunk, boom, steal dunk, steal three, and it was like. We go from up, uh you know, two to up ten in the blink of an eye. I mean, Russ scoring the last the, the eight points for the Elemending all by himself, and knowing on that last possession, everybody in the building is like, he's I not mean, passing the ball. Yeah. He's he's gonna take the worst shot imaginable. I'm amazing dribble that close to the
1: rim. Be honest with you, I thought he was from half
0: court. But I mean, I had like the tweet typed out like when they when they grabbed the rebound, I'm like Russ wasn't passing on that possession. Like, no. Everybody knew. The, the, everyone had the exact same thought, and then he makes it, and uh, the place goes nuts. It was the perfect ending to as close to a perfect U of L sports night as we've had in, in unfortunately too long. And man, it was. It, I'm excited for Thursday. Hopefully, this team can give us some more memories over the course of the next uh, week and a half or so. But last night was a, a much needed, more needed than I even thought.
1: Probably the Bahama trip uh, uh, two, years, two years ago, whatever.
0: Yeah, I mean that was a weird thing though. That
1: was, but that was there was excitement to that.
0: There was because they they played hard. Even then, it was kind sort of yeah, like kinda what we like, were asking like, for. Yeah, I mean, I felt like we were in a weird state.
1: Your speech of the name on the front of the jersey and the enthusiasm sounded straight out of Pugliese's uh, post game speech. Yeah, there,
0: yeah, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. It's it, it's weird to say about a program. It's not like we haven't had any success since Rick got fired. I mean, we did. You know, we we overachieved, and went to a tournament, we were number one in the country for God's sake, just uh, four years ago, three years ago. Um, you know, we've we've had flashes here and there, like you mentioned the Bahamas thing, but it still has just always felt a little less than, right? It, it, it's been
1: well, like the Bahamas one, you knew you were getting rice cakes till that next day.
0: The Bahamas thing was also it was they'd been they they looked so woeful at the start. It was just like hey, maybe they could be okay, right? It, it wasn't maybe they can compete for an ACC title. Maybe they'll be good enough to go to a Final Four. It was maybe they can surprise us and go to the NCAA tournament. And then of course they you know, they won thirteen games. We thought that was as bad as it could possibly get. And then last year, <laughs> so to just get this glimpse of, of you know what this was and what this should be, it, it was a nice little. I, I think it also was a nice reminder for maybe some people who have forgotten, like who people are like I, I forgot that little basketball could be this fun. It should be this fun. That's the way that it should be. It's not a a could be or hopefully. It's, this is the way that it should be. This has the, been the program standard for as long as anybody listening has been alive. It's what the program standard should always be, and it's what Kenny Payne or whoever comes after him needs to get this program back to be. It was a reminder of what has to happen for this program to be what it's supposed to be.
1: The last two count, in the last count in the year, the, the most two exciting moments of basketball were both because of Russ Smith. What was the other one? The Clemson game.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, that, well, well that was the thirteen time. That was the thirteen team. team, team yeah. Well, I guess you, the Notre Dame game the year before was his. That's right. That's game. right.
1: Yeah, we lost that game though. Did we? We lost that game, didn't we? Yeah, we did. That was, yeah, that
0: that was I was there. Yeah. Also, do you fail to mention Brandon Huntley Hatfield dunking on Jack Harlow? Excuse <laughs> me. That. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Who could forget? i'll <laughs> <No. laughs> uh, take our first break we'll just have two breaks today here we'll, we'll break again at 5:30. a uh, shortened show today we want to get you your thoughts certainly uh, about the tvt or whatever else is on your mind at 502-414-1450 so keep it locked right here more mike rutherford show after this here on 1450 and 961, the big x Check it directed. let's begin
1: Party on, party people, let me hear some noise DC's in the house, jump, jump, rejoices There's a party over here, a party over there Wave your hands in the air, shake the dairy, yeah These three words mean you're getting busy Whoa, that is hitman me. Cause tonight, Cardinals, we're gonna go Russ all over you.
0: Baby, don't you understand? <laughs>
1: I wanna be your guard, day. man. Siva, you make my body scream. See you, shape.
0: You were like seven when all these songs came out. I just <laughs> always imagined like little TK just, oh, oh, yeah. just grinding too much in his bedroom, like. All these slow R&B songs yeah. from like
1: 1990. I tell you what, you ever seen the movie uh, just, just Friends with Ryan uh, Reynolds? And... No, I haven't
0: seen it. You haven't seen it? I'm familiar with that. There's, or... there's
1: an opening scene. that Just picture that. That's me singing probably uh, Silk, it, it, little Trevor singing Silk in his bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> he's, got, he's got the fat bass. He's singing all for one into the mirror. I
0: just don't know. I mean, yeah, just, you were very into very sultry R&B at a young age. but it's I funky.
1: matured at a very uh, early age. Clearly. Yeah, I just, uh, I mean, I was i was a big kid, too, though. Yeah. So people probably thought I was older than I really was.
0: Uh, we, we still have the – we had ACC Media Day stuff to talk about yesterday. That was Louisville's day at media. The Coastal Division, for, or the teams formerly known as Coastal Division members, were at Media Day today. That means we'll be getting, I think, the media poll tomorrow and the all-conference teams, I guess, will come out Friday or early next week. But so not a whole lot going on there. You had a lot of fallout from – I guess reaction from Jeff Brom's comments yesterday, a lot of columns being written. You've got some other football tidbits to get to. We don't have a whole lot of time to touch on on this stuff, so it'll be mostly TBT for the next hour. If you want to text in 502-414-1450 is the number to do so. Uh, I do want to play a clip coming up here in just a second from from Peyton Siva from last night, because I think it fully just encompassed the good vibes that uh, the, the night had. You also, I mean, outside of just the players, you had, like, Montrezl Harrell was there. Yep. Jordan Wara was there. David Johnson was there. Daryl Griffith was there. Like, all, like basically, like, anybody who was anybody involved with O basketball was there last night. And it was just a – it was kind of a celebration of Cardinal basketball. I sent you that clip. If you yeah, I got it. You ready? Right, real quick. This is, uh, is Peyton's team. It's about 30 seconds just talking about the energy of the crowd last night at Freedom Hall for the first TBT game for the team. That's what Louisville basketball is about. That's what this city is about. You saw the energy. You saw how – it pushed us to get to that extra gear. I mean, the, Kyle missed the fast break three, but you can just feel really? the, the the roof about to come off That's with the fans. Explode. So it was just amazing that the fans came out and supported us like that. I mean, come on, like mm-hmm. you know, we're
1: we're ten years removed,
0: <laughs> and uh, for them to even come back out here for you know this type of tournament was it was pretty amazing. That's it just dope. it was it felt like old times.
1: It was dope.
0: It was dope, and Kirk, the three that he's talking about, because it was about, it was like the, that same spot on the left wing where you saw him make a million threes, and I was like shocked. He missed that, and he missed his first shot from the corner, and like I was just, I was blown away. We didn't shoot the ball very well. We started off one for 12 from three, and then got hot as the game went on. So That's what uh,
1: happens when you play good defense, though. Force turnovers.
0: Force, you still can win games by 24. Yeah. If you play great defense, you don't, all you have to do is have average offense, and you'll still be in the game. We found that out for years and years and years here. We have not had it happen recently. All right, let's take some text. 502 414 is the Thornton Sex text line. Uh, texture says, TBT was absolutely incredible. The best $30 I've ever spent.
1: Nice. the tickets were going way too high, though.
0: I think 33 was what they ended up being for, like, the, the cheapest ones. Okay. Texas, I hope that Kenny Payne attends all of Louisville's TBT games. Moreover, I hope Louisville's TBT uh, team wins more than four games, so he'll feel worse <laughs> about the poor job that he did last season. Well, that's that's one way to approach. I
1: it. assume we we can we'll get into his his uh, second half interview.
0: I so I didn't hear much of it.
1: You didn't get to okay. I was
0: internet. I was trying to get John to bed. I missed the very beginning of it because I was still like.
1: I mean, it wasn't bad. a lot to really break down in it. That's short, not, I, Yeah, I mean, short of him talking about uh wanting to play there next year
0: yeah he didn't say anything else like
1: uh no he, 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 said, he said he's you know he was glad he was glad to see the uh you know the he 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 would not inherit team now it's his team with his thumbprint on it I guess in some ways is not an exact quote but kind of what he worded, and okay. you know that he's looking forward to a group that you know is, is can grasp what Louisville's all about. Apparently last year's team wasn't about that.
0: I'm ready for him in one interview to just go ahead and just, like, say. The, I'm assuming it was
1: Greenberg that was doing the play-by-play. He's a different color guy, yeah. They, they, they kind of slapped each other's butts for the most of the time. and He, he did it
0: with Trez, too, because, you know, Trez, he, of course, was committed to play for him at Vautech, and then him getting fired is the only reason why we got Trez. Right?
1: Uh, yeah, I remember. I but remember. they were
0: both, they were very buddy-buddy during their interview. I Apparently
1: Greenberg went to practice today with him, and they talked about that for a second.
0: I want Kenny to just kind of. Say the unspoken part. Just like in one of these interviews, just be like. The kids we had last year sucked.
1: <laughs> I mean, he's—I mean, he, all, he's hinted crap, at it, right? They I had mean, crap
0: attitudes. They were all a holes. They didn't listen. They're not good at basketball. They're not—they're—they're not, they're, they're not going to be bad basketball players. They're going to be bad people for the rest of their lives.
1: Unfortunately, a few of them did come back this year. <laughs>
0: well, the, the ones who are gone, <laughs> I hate them. <laughs> they're never allowed to come to any games at the KFC Um Center. They're not Cardinals forever. They're Cardinals never.
1: Not you, not you, Brandon Hudley and Chase DJ. You guys are cool. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you guys are good.
0: <laughs> L. Ellis is a loser. Just like we're like, damn, Kenny. All right, <laughs> just come out with it. Texture says, Mike. Given the recent announcement of the battle for the bronzed boots, I really you need you to dig up the audio from your old show of Coach Snelly talking about taking the university into his bosom. If you can get the audio, have Ramsey come in and reenact <laughs> the interview. This should also be played at every Miami game at LNN. Also, I love it when Trevor asks you to go on trips with him just to make you uncomfortable. Keep up the work, guys. No,
1: I legitimately want your company on the trip.
0: The, the interview, Our Charlotte trip. That Every Stellenberger interview that we ever did on the old show, first of all, he cussed in every single one. He, well, he, I can't so he <laughs> cussed every <laughs> single time. But that one... The 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 metaphors that he made were all very uncomfortable. I mean, he did talk. He's like, the university just it held me up and pressed me to its bosom <laughs> and let me tr- drink from the teat of. I was like, oh my god! I was like, Howard, what are we doing here?
1: It's like torrent and uh, Game of Thrones. <laughs> That's how it felt. And
0: he did talk about it. Was cool. I'm to,
1: my, my mother's milk. <laughs> it was cool
0: to hear and talk about how. I mean, he just straight up said the leaving U of L was the biggest mistake he ever made in his life. Yeah. And. He, he said the the fact that I left the school in the city and went to Oklahoma, and they still you know they welcomed me back. When he came back for events, they, they've named buildings after him. He's like it just it meant more to me than anybody could have ever known. It was always cool to hear him do that. I did love like the beginning of every interview. He'd be like just sitting outside. He's like Beverly, like just like yelling. He's like <laughs> he's like I'm just drinking, sitting in the lawn chair, like just straight up saying like I'm drinking. It was, I'm like it's it's three fifteen in the afternoon. You do you, Howard. This is retirement. And then he would just go on to just say whatever he wanted to, which it was. he was a wonderful interview. That's so, awesome. And a wonderful person. Texas says, there's Louisville fans saying that Louisville – oh, this is a uh, angry guy. There's Louisville fans saying that Louisville b is back because of a TBT game. These same goobers are making fun of UK for being excited after Global Jam. Clown fan base. I don't think anybody is saying that Louisville basketball is is back because of the former players playing well in a different event. I mean, they, the whole, like, we're back thing. I, I use that as a joke constantly maybe you don't get it but uh, i mean clearly if I'm, I'm just
1: confused how, so so we're goobers for making for being excited about something and making fun of you because you were a goober and excited about something and making fun of us
0: well what we're excited and i don't blame any uk fan for getting excited i don't about either same that's same why i was like fans. why are you
1: mad at us that's what i'm trying to figure out
0: and like, look i mean what we're excited <laughs> about is different than what you're excited about because what you're excited about has a direct impact on the upcoming season which is you know, Ours
1: just makes us forget last season. Ours is <laughs> just—it's just a fun
0: off-season thing. Yeah, yeah. We, I, I get that. Like Peyton Siva playing well is not going to have any impact on Sky Clark. Maybe it will, but like it's oh, not. Yeah. You know, this, this has no impact on how many games we're going to win this year uh, in our men's basketball. It's just fun. It's just God. I mean, can you not let us have fun? We haven't had fun in forever.
1: And you don't know that. Well, what, 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 what if we, we we get this hot start next season? And at some point, after like a six and one start, and we beat Kentucky in there, and, and, and talking to Sky Clark in the post game, he goes, "You know, it all started with the TBT game in Louisville. With that 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 was an inspiration. that showed us. I'd love what, it. I mean, that would be all. Yeah. So yeah, don't don't, yeah, don't hesitate to say that this 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 the TBT run might not open up some doors.
0: Yeah,
1: I can man can dream, right?
0: Yeah. Got nothing else to go for. No. <laughs> what else? Come on, don't take this away from me, Mike. Up of God, Texas. I want the TBT to practice t- uh, team to practice the actual team all season. I don't think that that's possible. But <laughs> I don't think
1: that, that's, is that even, that's against rules, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. Okay, just making sure. Don't want to get don't want fall for that
0: again. I saw some people responding to to stuff that I tweeted and other people had tweeted last night, and and they were like, because yeah, I, I try to to make it just about the TBT, but I did. Put out a tweet there last night saying, you know, as fun as this is, like this, it, it does make you think. Like, God, like, we really, really, really need Louisville basketball to be good again. And there were a couple people who were like, I mean, what were you expecting? Of course, these guys are grown men; they've played professionally. Of course, they're going to look better than our team. I'm like, it's not about the product on the floor. It's not about the fact. Yeah, of course, if this team played our current team or last year's team, they would win. These, these are grown men. These guys are these are guys who have played professional basketball. Some of them in the NBA for. You know, the last eight, nine, ten years, there, there's no question about that. It, it's about the fact that they played so hard. They played a style that reminded us of all of when Louisville basketball was Good. going to Final Fours and winning conference championships and winning national titles. And the crowd reacted the way that you would expect them to react to it. It's the way. It's about the way that it looked. Of course, I mean, these are are guys who are bigger and stronger and a lot of time, better than the 18-, 19-, 20-year-old kids were going to suit up this year. That's not what anybody's trying to say. What people are saying is this is the way that it should look from an effort standpoint, from a schematic standpoint, and from a fan response standpoint. That's all it was. That, that, that's, I think that's all anybody's trying to get across, is this is the way that it should feel watching a Louisville basketball team play. Texas Lieberman would have won at least 12 games last year. I love Mark Lieberman. <laughs> He's a good coach. I mean, he was you know, he was... On the coaching staff of some of the best teams here. I once uh, I once had a friend who tried to order drinks and get them put on his tab at Molly Malone's after a game. He was like he was like he's like, Watch this, watch what I'm gonna do. Cause the, the staff was there celebrating this is like twenty eleven, and he's like, he orders like a round of shots and he's like, put it on Lieberman. <laughs> you ever have you ever done that? No. Sort of that my buddy did it and the guy's like, I don't have a Lieberman up here, and he's like, damn it, here's my card uh um, i'm
1: guilty a little bit of it when we went to uh, down alabama for the tournament back in 08 uh me and some friends were at a hotel di- uh, restaurant and we were short on cash so we just charged it to a room oh. <laughs> random room number <laughs> probably not a good thing is it no. not my best act but hey this for
0: time hey, i need money to get home okay but mark is a, i mean he's a first of all he's a super nice guy he's awesome um he, I love the fact that he's worked his way back into coaching. He took some time off to spend more time with his family. Um, he, I think his story is, is well known. Um, and you can tell that he's got coaching uh, like I, I, I don't want to do the thing where it's like if he'd coached last year's team, he would have won however many games. But clearly he knows what he's doing. And, and in a limited amount of time with guys who, you know, look, the guys aren't getting paid unless they win this whole thing. This is not like a – we're going to practice these guys every day. This is part of your professional deal for a lot you know, Russ is sponsoring the tournament. That's a big part of why he's here. Obviously they all want to win him and make some money, but there's a solid chance that then only one out of 64 teams wins this thing. So it's, you're not going to get the same response that you would if this were a professional team where you're in under a year, two year, three year contract. And this is your job to be here every single day. And the fact that he's gotten all these guys to come together and again, play a cohesive brand of basketball where you can recognize what they're trying to do is a testament to him and to the guys as well for, for truly buying in and wanting to put out a product that we're all going to be proud of and get excited about. And that's what's happened here after one game. Texas says, did you hear KP say on the broadcast that Josh Hurd said, we have to play a game here in Freedom Hall?
1: Yeah, that I mentioned, that was, that was the, one of the bigger takes I took from
0: – I don't want to play a game in Freedom Hall. You don't want to do that? No. I don't.
1: Like, Why not?
0: Because we had the perfect ending. Like
1: That's true.
0: We left the building in – in, the, the right way. We shut it down the right way. And I'm fine with something like this being played there. But in an official L game, it, first of all, it's Bellarmine's home now. Like the, True. We can, we can let them have it. And
1: yeah, would, we, we, would we change up the court?
0: We'd have to, of course. Yeah. I think because, I mean, because UK used to always play a home game at, at Freedom Hall. They
1: would play there once a year, And yeah. I think
0: they changed the court to make it, like, theirs. Like, they, they would put, like, their I little. I can't you know, remember. I never I, went I to they had one. had some yeah. logo down. I always just remember because they would never sell it out. That I just remember the year thing.
1: Robert Vaden scored like forty on him at it.
0: The Beat UAB, him.
1: yeah. <laughs> I think it was it was UAB. I think was it was, it was Indiana at the time, or was, it, it was he oh, with IU? Yeah, I can't remember which one. Yeah, I he I played forget. both
0: programs. He did. I, I mean, I wouldn't like hate it, but it, it, if you had my choice, I'd be like, no, it's just like that time has passed. We, we can the UM Center is the home. We can move
1: on. Does it feel like a? Uh, Sleight of hand to do to, for for Kenny Payne to push for that would would make sure with the heat on with with, with the encore product. It's kind of like a way of just distracting the fan base for a week by saying, hey, let's go back to freedom hall nostalgic wise.
0: I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like it's a. I just feel like it's unnecessary. Maybe I get it'd, that. It'd be cooler for him, you know. Obviously, with him playing in that building and you know I mean, Milt playing in that building and. Reese Gaines playing in that building, maybe it would be it would mean something to them.
1: maybe would it be would you be a better okay with an exhibition game?
0: No, I, I just don't want to play. You that don't opinion. want it in general. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I feel like we closed it down. We had the literal like the perfect ending for that building, and let's leave it be. Let's we, we, we shut it down the right way. We beat a number one team. Kyle Kirk went crazy. All the stuff like Purvis Ellison was there for God's sake. The one time he's come back for anything was was that game. Um, I wonder if he
1: remembers. Man. <laughs>
0: Texas is leaving Freedom Hall last night. felt like housing a team in the Big East. People were laughing and cutting up and doing cards chants. Everyone was just positive. I do miss those days, like when you would walk out of Freedom Hall or even the, the U.M. Center or Cardinal Stadium. and like everybody's just laughing, happy, happy. T- doing the cards chants, talking about the game. It just feels like it's been so long since we've, we've, we've had those things happen. It, it, yeah, I, I'm sure it, it had to have felt like old times for everybody last night.
1: I wonder if it smelled like German roasted nuts.
0: Of course it does. Always does. Texas says that was the most exciting basketball game I've watched since we beat Michigan in in 2019. That was probably the. I mean, that was the last big home game. Was that Michigan game when they were coming off the Battle for Atlantis title and we beat them? That sort of spurned us to to be number one. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to. I mean, the Clemson game this year was was good. The atmosphere was good. The Notre Dame game was good, but it wasn't about the team. It was about yeah. The, the, rest well, of me, the Clemson like game
1: was also steroided, be off the fact that the rest of the season around it was so bad.
0: Yeah, we we turned it into like a de facto bowl game. Yeah, basically. exactly. It was like yeah, let's here's something to get excited about. As far as games that actually mattered on the season, I mean, we had good crowds at some. Man, yeah, it's it's been it's been slim pickings because <laughs> we had no crowds in in 2020, 21 Basically, you know, we had like a thousand people at the games, so you weren't going to have big crowds for those games. Um, and then the last two years have been so dismal. It's been yeah since that that twenty nineteen twenty season, which unfortunately we didn't get an end to. It's been we have not had big big home games for sure. Texture says. I can't read that.
1: How <laughs> oh, bad? That bad.
0: He had a great feeling when he watched us play defense. No, nah. we, we can say that.
1: Nah. You, you and me both, brother.
0: <laughs> Texture says, Mike, I'm surprised you were so surprised by the game last night. I feel like if Patino was there, you, myself, and just about every Cards fan in the country would have, I can't read that either, would have <laughs> had a nice reaction. <laughs> it was awesome. It was awesome. I, I mean, I did like hearing that Patino actually talked to the team. Um, I mean, he, he tweeted about the game last night. I think he... Uh, He, like, quote-tweeted a highlight of of Peyton Steven making a crazy pass and said, same as it ever was or something like that. And Peyton, I mean, seven assists last night. That was the other thing that really stood out was, I got, like, competent point guard play. It's been so long since we've had a floor general like that who you just feel so comfortable when the ball's in his hands. He's always going to make the right decision. You know, he's not going to be – we had six turnovers last night. We had six turnovers in a – these are supposed to be sloppy TBT, like big pickup games – we had fewer turnovers than I think we had in any game last year in a full thirty-two game season.
1: Oh yeah, I don't think we had less than ten in one any game last year, right? I think we had a couple. Where we had eight or nine. Did we? Okay. Was it was it our West like West Western Kentucky wins or whatever?
0: I don't even think it was Western. I think we had a couple. I remember there was a game where we lost where we only had eight turnovers, and I was like, "Still progress. <laughs> we're getting there."
1: Yeah, I thought I was the one to preach the progress. <laughs> <laughs> you were for a little bit. <laughs> Until about what the fourth game, <laughs> then the progress ended. <laughs> Arkansas, or whatever was the first team we put out there in the tournament. Yeah,
0: Texas. I don't know what I was expecting last night, but the entire event blew away any expectations that I had. It was so much fun, and Lieberman was coaching a hell of a game. The other thing, too, was and this it was
1: three games, by the way, no turn, oh, less than 10 turnovers.
0: Three, but but I don't think we ever had anywhere we had. Fewer than seven, right? No,
1: no. The, the fewest was uh, was we had nine against Lindstrom, uh, nine against Virginia, at eight versus Boston College.
0: All, all losses. So the we, last, so we but lost the but, three of those but the
1: but the eight was the last game of the season. So you hey! know, improvement, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Capturing lightning in a bottle going into the off season. a Boston
1: College team who didn't even have their best player, if I remember right. That's
0: well, that's I think they were yeah,
1: <laughs> the big guy didn't play, right? If I remember. <laughs>
0: Um, the, the other thing about the sidelines last night, and this is like, it's one of those things that you only care about when you're not winning, but seeing a coach, it's so weird to talk about like some of these teams, like don't even have coaches, but seeing a coach who's animated, who's like, you know, who's, <laughs> who's out there, who's going nuts, who's clapping, who's like, it was just such a far cry from what we saw last year where it was just. Such stoicism on the sidelines from the entire staff. Like, like every now and then, they'd stand up and do something, and you're like, How are you not flipping out about what we're watching right now? It was just like, I don't know. Like maybe it's just what we grew up on. I know Denny Crum was not overly.
1: No, go, ahead, go ahead, Luke was a reason why he was getting. Yeah, me.
0: but like, but you know, when Patino, you just, you're going crazy as a fan. You kind of like seeing a coach who's also going crazy out there uh, and seeing Mark Lieberman kind of mimic Patino last night. It was, it was nice. And look, it worked. Texas the Ville's panoply is the backcourt of Stephen Smith. Trevor's <laughs> panoply is his yard full of dog poop. I don't even know if that's using it correctly.
1: I still don't know what panoply means. I think
0: it was like a suit of armor, wasn't it? Like a, it's like a.
1: Uh, let's see here. It is.
0: Yeah, complete suit of armor.
1: So my suit of armor is dog poop.
0: I, I don't think that's used correctly. I don't I think.
1: I, well, I guess it also means a splendid display.
0: I appreciate the throwback, the callback to yesterday's show. But
1: so if it's a splendid display, that's what they're saying is that, that my, my, I guess, a display of my splendidness is my dog to poo. I don't think it is. Texas
0: <laughs> actually says you should listen to the, uh, the Kenny Payne interview. He basically laid the foundation for this year being bad, saying this is really my first year. Oh no, he's he did the yeah. thing. Did that's, really what, what, that? that's
1: what I just said. He said last year wasn't his team. This is his first oh, year. and He has his own no. fingerprints. Yeah, that's what I said. It was he just that that was in a nutshell. Is what he said.
0: Tyson Tate, R.I.P. Uh, they used to always do this thing where they would say you know, they they would make fun of coaches who did that. Where they're like, year two is really his first year because they would the butt slapping media to use a KFC quote for everybody. They always do the thing if a coach has a bad first year. They're like, Well, this is really his first year now that he's got his guys in here. And when that happens, the coach almost always sucks and, and, and gets fired. He's doing it. Yeah. He's, he's doing the thing. Oh
1: Last year was like last year was all. last year he inherited the team. This year this is his team.
0: You know, nobody ever says that his
1: fingerprints are now on the roster. Even though how many? I mean, he brought in a, several players. I mean, we'll play but
0: nobody ever says that when they have a good first year, right? No. Like, like Scott Satterfield, after going eight and five and winning ACC Coach of the Year, wasn't like this is really my first year. He I mean, did, did tang. I think what did he say? I need more guys, more dudes. I need more dudes. Yeah. Apparently, I don't have enough dudes. Imagine Satterfield being like, I, I threw my Coach of the Year award in the trash because that really wasn't my. This is my first year.
1: Well, that was kind of fitting. <laughs> <laughs> In, in a way, yeah. He, we, oh, I, don't I wish like he'd that. had more Petrino's guys as his career went on.
0: I don't like that at all. It's that that's we're checking all the boxes here. You've got blaming no. the past regime, blaming the fans, um, blaming the players, and now it's this is actually my first year. Ooh. Come on, Kenny.
1: Well, I mean, he's taking some blame at some point, right? A little. I still I swear I still feel it was like Emil Estevez when he first inherits the Ducks team. It's like, I just, that's how I feel he's coaching this team. Just yelling at him, telling him to do something. And they're like, well, how do we do that, coach? He's like, I do do it. I, I'm not
0: going to get into that. That's, a, <laughs> that's a different story for a different day. We, we can tell practice stories at some point, but we don't need to do it right now. Texas says uh, Shannon Terry and Nicole Arbach beef on the timeline. I have not seen this. I have not either. Love a good media fight. <laughs> <laughs> We all love media fights when we're not a part of them, right?
1: Well, I never get in them. You're not going get me into a, tw- a, 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 a next fight. A site? Exactly. An ex-site? That sounds like anti Semite. <laughs> it does. It, sa- it sounds like you're I, saying something wrong. I, I feel like I'm saying something bad there. <laughs>
0: it's like you say you zocktum, them. Ex-octum <laughs> for a block. It's like It feels wrong. Texas is Wayne Blackshear on the TK Arby's diet. I, Look, like, I don't. Know to say. <laughs> I said yesterday that I thought we were talking about the starting lineups. So I was like, I think Wayne just from what I've seen is maybe not in the best playing shape from some of the other guys. When he hit a three though last night, I, I did tear up a little bit. I was like, this is this is too much for. Did me. Did you
1: have kind of that shallow how moment when he's like, Where, where's she at? Where, was she behind the rhino?
0: No. <laughs> but it was like sensory overload when Wayne hit the three and then he made made the big play. But Wayne definitely, he's. Not in as good – but Shane looked like he was in great shape. Yeah. Shane was the biggest surprise to me. Like, he looked like this is a guy who should have been playing the last 10 years somewhere at a high level overseas and making a ton of money. And hopefully – I mean, he's still – you know, he's he's not that old. He's, I think, 30, 31 because he you – know, you forget, he got kicked off the team as a junior and that was in 2014. So, you know, he's early 30s he could still play professionally somewhere for three or four years, make some good bank if he wanted to, and then hopefully you know, start, turn that into some sort of professional career back here in Louisville. But uh, you know, if, if he looks like this, he could find a home somewhere really easily. He played really well last night. He's Not 30, 10. actually.
1: 30? Yeah, no, September 24th, 92.
0: There you go. Yeah, Texas, he's still young. Texas also, 33-year-old Kyle Kirk going for a dunk on a fast break was so awesome. Everyone was transported back to 2010 for a few seconds. Yeah, Kyle came out wanted to just shoot – like all the shots. I think that he, yeah, he, he was he was going back to his usual spots out there in Freedom Hall, and he was feeling it. Deserves it. He was, how's the man? All right, we'll take a break. Last break here, short show uh, following the Louisville Bats game. We'll take some more text if we can, and then we'll look ahead to the night ahead in Cardinal, not Cardinal sports, but just sports in general, which does not feature the Reds because they've already been blanked. and.
1: Dirty lose?
0: Uh, they lost to that. They didn't score. They didn't score again. I'm so glad we don't play the Brewers again this season. But neither you, here nor there. Are you
1: about to do your, like, uh, Ohio rivalry thing with uh, Cleveland, I think?
0: Uh, we'll play the Dodgers now.
1: Oh, we'll I, thought, I thought I saw the like, Cubs and White Sox are playing. I think the Mets and Yanks, I figured you all were doing the same thing coming up.
0: Nope. Our classic rivalry with the Dodgers is back on the West Coast starting. <laughs> <on Friday. laughs> all right, we'll take a break. When we come back, more Rutherford Show on here on 1450 and 96.1. Wednesday edition on the Big X.
1: I You remember when I first came out? I don't know, and you'd hear like, like, I don't know if it was a rumor, if there was actually proof of it, that someone was listening to her like album and she hit the high note and the garage doors started opening up. No, I don't remember that. that? She has <laughs> an
0: insane <laughs> voice for sure.
1: Like she, had, so, like, she hit like the high, the real high, the high note and like it just set off the like the, gra- the garage doors, like in people's houses started coming up. <laughs> I wonder if I said Google that. What is that actually – that just had like hallucination of that story.
0: <laughs> I <don't> remember that. <laughs> I was singing – I don't even know, like, what our babysitter got over this morning. Virginia was watching, I think, Beauty and the Beast, like, songs. And I was singing something. And she was like, did you ever, like, like do, like, theater or, like, sing? And I was like, no. And she was like, you've got a really good voice. I was like, I've literally never heard that before in my entire life. But thank you. <laughs> I appreciate the compliment.
1: There are actually multiple websites confirming this. Okay. Including YouTube videos. And the first website that comes up is under the straight dope. Mariah Carey's voice opening garage doors. Okay. I'm just, I'm, I just I wonder. Your reaction made me start thinking, but did I dream that or something? I, I just never heard it. Yeah. It's
0: yeah. Not a thing that I that I was aware of. But <coughs> congrats to Mariah Carey. Uh real quick, a couple football notes to get to. Before we go back to the text line and wrap up the show, we got about uh, let's see, 18 minutes left. If you want to weigh in on last night's game or anything else, hit us up at 502-414-1450. Uh, Louisville has added two opponents to its 2026 football season. Uh, you hear 2026, you're like, that's not a real year. It's only like four years away now. We're you know <laughs> we're living in odd times where it's actually 2023, even if it feels like it's still I don't know 2001. But uh, 2026 coming up in four years. Villanova and Charlotte will both play U that season at home. That means the U home football schedule for that season is going to be comprised of Nova, Charlotte, Georgia, Clemson, Miami, Georgia Tech, and Wake Forest. That's a hell of a home schedule, even with adding these two opponents that are not overly sexy.
1: Villanova's had decent D2 score teams, though, so haven't they? Have I mean,
0: well, they, I think. Think made the move up to.
1: How, D- did they?
0: One, no, I'm, I'm, no, I'm not, I'm wrong. They have not. Okay. They, they've had decent, A buddy of mine from high school, Deke May, shout out, uh, played there for a few years. I know they were pretty good when he was there.
1: I know they've produced some good NFL players throughout the years. I mean, Brian Westbrook, for an example, is Eagle legend.
0: And then Charlotte, best known for letting Lamar Jackson score eight touchdowns against them in, <laughs> yeah. in one half a couple of years ago. So that, yeah.
1: Do you feel like when they were setting that schedule up, they got shot? It was like, L- Lamar's gone, right? <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> I guess. Bring him back
0: for that game. But, that, I mean, even with those two teams added, that's a hell of a schedule. I mean, season tickets that year should be at a premium. Hopefully we will be, you know, hitting our stride in the Jeff Brom era. All systems go. And then getting Georgia, Clemson, and Miami all at home in one season is a hell of a home schedule, regardless of who you add on there uh, with them. So that's what six home games that year—that'll be a lot of fun.
1: I speaking of uh, the football team, I guess I saw just like, a little bit ago uh, the the new the media guide to cover the new media guide for this year. No, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, and it's just—is there
0: a it, horse on it? <laughs> There's not a horse. No American Pharoah. No year American Pharaoh it's, it's just
1: Braum and some guys and. Seeing Braum on there just made me give me like the flashback of the, the, the still the media guy I have at home. The last one he did down the cover of with uh, Ralph Dawkins and company for that '93 Liberty Bowl year. Hmm. Are you seeing it?
0: Uh, no, because the internet doesn't work in here. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it does just very very slowly. So I'll see it uh, right when we're about to leave. I'm sure this picture will actually load, and then I'll I'll have my reaction to it. The other football note to get to. This is just for you, UK fans who are listening to make fun of us for being excited about the TVT. Phil Steele has announced his early lines for the marquee games of 2023. One of those marquee games outlined by the guru of the summer is Louisville versus Kentucky. He has Louisville's at a one-point favorite. Basically guaranteeing victory.
1: I mean, if Phil Steele says it, then it's, a, it's a guarantee, right? Yeah. It's a lock.
0: I saw Roush put out his... Like he did a thing today. I don't know if he was just publicizing it or if he actually wrote it for uh, for KSR, or whatever it's called now, on the On Three Network, where it was like just a reminder how much UK has dominated the Governor's Cup rivalry in the last. Like he put out all the scores and all the stats. I'm like, it's such a. I mean, like, I would do the same thing, but it's just such a just clickbait deal. Like, like you know, you just it's a clicks bonanza when you put that out there. I, I mean, if, if Louisville had beaten Kentucky by a million points the last four years, yeah, laying it all out there. It's a nice little summer pick me up. I don't fault him for it, but I just thought the timing was, was funny. It was interesting. I saw what you are doing, Rosh. <laughs> he loves Louisville anyway. Okay, I see the picture now. Like it? There's no horse in it.
1: There's no, 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 no. No, just the workhorse it is, Jeff Brom. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put a saddle on that and ride it all day long.
0: Severely lacking in, hor- in equine. <laughs>
1: What is this I'm uh, now seeing? I know we. I've been, I guess I wouldn't say I loop, but I haven't been on the X much today. Uh, Minnesota players describing a toxic culture under PJ Fleck? I have not seen this. Isn't PJ Fleck like Danny Tanner?
0: Uh, I, I, I don't know.
1: I mean, I always kind of just picture him as like the row the boat guy, you know I mean? Just come on. And then again, I mean. Maybe you just Dan her in front of the camera, and you got Bob sagging off the camera.
0: He's <laughs> a suave dresser, but uh, maybe that doesn't lead to you being a good guy.
1: Strenuous workouts were used as punishment in violation of NCAA guidelines, according to interviews with players in Fox Sports.
0: Speaking of hmm. real, real quickly, speaking of uh, of Roush and, and TJ Walker and the fine job that they do here on KRC, the Big X Golf Scramble it's coming up. I saw the posters out there. TJ is promoting it. Uh, Elk Run Golf Club is going to be the the host site. September first. It's also the day. Of U of season opener, kicking off the Bram era against Georgia Tech. If you're not making the trip down to Atlanta, come out to Elk uh, Elk Run, play some golf with us. Then you can listen to the live Mike Rutherford show at three o'clock.
1: I'm gonna play golf.
0: The KRC is doing their show out there at seven a.m. Shotgun scramble will start at nine fifteen a.m. Then our show will kick off at three. And if you want to get hyped up for Louisville versus Georgia Tech, what better place to do it than? Uh, 1820 Charleston Pike, here in lovely Jeffersonville, Indiana. To register, email bigxscramble at yahoo.com. It's $40 per player or $160 for a team. No discount there. <laughs> you do the math; it's just straight one sixty for a team. But uh, big X <laughs> scramble. you to
1: say that out loud. No one actually does the math. You ever go to a You ever going to a you place on a combo and realize you're not saving actually anything when no. you had to? Yeah, I know. Yeah, so don't it's you just, don't say that. It it's out loud. the convenience
0: of ordering it for me more than. <laughs> it to it's going to be just
1: saying a group deal there. <laughs> big X
0: scramble at Yahoo.com is the email to register. All right, we'll take some. It's gonna be a fun
1: show, by it's the way. Going to be fun.
0: It'll, it'll be a good time. I'm excited.
1: Pumped up for the game. Plus, I'll be out in my golfing mode.
0: Are you going to actually golf?
1: I'm, I'm going to be out there doing. I mean, if anything, driving a golf cart for somebody.
0: That's
1: what I figured you'd be doing. I mean, so. I want you to golf, but I'll, I'll, I'll hit a couple balls. I, I'm, I'll, I'll go out there John Daly style. Yeah. So, so, you got? I got range. I'm like folding one out of five.
0: Uh, Texture says, I haven't had that much fun watching the TBT game last night in a long time. It felt like old times. Go, Phil. Texas, I will never forget that interview with Howard. He said he'd tell the team to roll up their sleeves and get after their ass. John misquoted him later by saying, "Roll up their sleeves and get in their ass." <laughs>
1: that's like something I'd say.
0: I'm pretty sure that's. What I, now that you say <laughs> that, I'd forgotten that. That's exactly what happened. Uh, the best was when he when he did the. Speaking of times where we could have used YouTube cameras. Where when he he made the bosom quote like it was one of those where John and I both just looked at each other and just tried not to giggle like eleven year old boys like it was just I was, I was like typically like John was very focused during interviews just kind of like like stayed and, and like but when he said made that quote we both looked at each other and I was like do we keep going <laughs> what what else is this man gonna say Texas says speaking of Seth Greenberg. Have you watched the new Steph Curry doc on Apple TV? I love the fact that he single-handedly ruined his coaching career by not thinking he was good enough to walk on at Virginia Tech. I have not I keep seeing people talk about this. Um so I, I guess I'll have to watch. I wasn't even aware that this was happening until this week. But I've always said that about Seth Greenberg, when he, he pontificates and plays holier-than-thou on TV, and you know, I definitely know more than you know. I'm like, I can't take the word of somebody who told Steph Curry he wasn't good enough to even walk on at Virginia Tech and wound up getting fired as a result uh, to be the, the, the gospel, the end-all, be-all when it comes to college basketball knowledge. I mean, he wanted well, to walk Sometimes on. people make a mistake. He wanted to walk on at Virginia Tech. He's a legacy, <laughs> too. He had every reason to take him. And he just was like, no, you're not good enough. What
1: are the guards Tech had that year? Not good
0: enough to not (laughs) keep him from being fired. Texas Lieberman would have won 20 games last year and averaged a double-double as a player manager at 64 years old. Sit down, Ellis. There's a new sheriff in town, Sheriff Lieberman. Texas, as a Reds fan, I have more confidence in making up the one-and-a-half game deficit to the Brewers with us not playing them any more this season than I did if we stood still. Oh, 100%. If we just if we just didn't play the Brewers at all this year, we'd be in first place by like five games right now. Uh, I mean, we we've we played them thirteen times. We uh, I think I believe we went three and ten. That's atrocious, and we just don't. Devin Williams made.
1: And they're your only competition in the Central.
0: Well, Cubs are Cubs are kind of hot. Are they getting hot? Cubs are getting a little hot. Devin
1: Williams. Mark with their best pitcher. They can't be that hot.
0: He's for now. Devin Williams has made eight appearances against the Reds this year. Zero hits allowed. No hits. We, I mean, I, I get excited when they foul a ball off against that guy. Like, it's just it's complete hopelessness. And today, again, against Freddy Peralta. We make Freddy Peralta look like Pedro Martinez every time he pe- His three highest strikeout games in his career are all against the Reds. 2019 and then twice this year. Don't get me started. Could not be a bigger just penis punch going into an <laughs> off day than, than this game. Just no That's... runs. Say it's 180
1: from the TBT talk.
0: Awful A-Bs, just, just an atrocious performance Anyway, you slice it, now having to go to L.A. and play the Dodgers for three this weekend. But, yeah, I, I'm with the Texter. I feel more confident in making up a game and have deficit when we don't have to play them than I would if we actually had more games against them. Texas, I had a great time at the at the game last night, no doubt, but compared to the Yum Center, Freedom Hall is medieval. The upper-level blue seats we were sitting in were insanely worn out and virtually collapsing under my butt. No way those things aren't original to whenever they did the last remodel back in the 70s or 80s. Also, my iPhone has a better audio system. The speakers were insanely bad. wasn't even worth trying to play anything on them for the intros. So I did hear people say this as well. Like, the nostalgia was was cool. Being back at Freedom Hall and watching L players was nice, but it was very apparent that this is a notch or 8 below the KFC Elm Center when it comes to you know Mall like the seats were were worn out the audio system did sound terrible um you know, the, the, the the system to get into the game was a little bit rough for a lot of people like it, it's an outdated arena for sure which is why we created a new one a, a decade and a half ago well,
1: that's why we built it
0: that's I think that's what, that's what happened there so it's nice to play games there for stuff like this but there's a reason why we needed to upgrade. And, yeah, those upper-level seats, I mean, Bellarmine is primarily just selling tickets in that lower bowl for, for games. So, you know, those aren't that used. There's no real reason to to you know, change those out. So, yeah, they probably have been there since, like, the 80s. Texas says, if KP thinks this year is actually when his contract starts then everything suddenly makes way more sense. <laughs> um, He's going
1: to be really mistaken. Yeah.
0: Texas says the most shocking thing about last night was Wayne not getting called for a foul thirty seconds coming off the bench. I loved seeing all the old Wayne uh, sayings from from back in his day. They did Wayne even score? Um, yeah, the yeah, Wayne's turning a corner, like all the old jokes coming back. It was it, it just felt good. But yeah, he did not did not get the cheap Wayne foul. Wayne got a terrible whistle. Always did. Texas Mike I. Mike, heard your comments on playing a game in Freedom Hall and couldn't agree more. I get the nostalgia, but as you noted, it was a perfect ending, and it's Bellerman's home now. Loophole, what if we played Bellerman there? Well, the women did that, I think, last year.
1: We'd be the road team, though.
0: We would. And that would feel even weirder. Even weirder, weirder yeah. I and mean, being, you know, we played there for 50 years, and playing a road game there, I think, would feel wrong. But, you know, I believe that the, the, the current deal we have with Bellerman, that was created out of the... The volleyball deal a couple of years ago, I think it ends this season. I think we just agreed to play them twice at the KFC Elm Center, and the game that we play them this year in November will will end that deal. I don't know if there's, I mean, hell, if they beat us again this year, then there's no way in hell we're gonna play them again. But uh, I, I don't know if there's any plans right now to re up on that contract. I hope they do. I think it's good for the city. I think it's a, it's a nice celebration of basketball in the city of Louisville. Scott Davenport's the man. But yeah, if they beat us again this year, then then I, I, I would understand if U of L is like, okay. We're done here. Texas says, Mike, what's your social security number, and would you change anything about it? Last night, it seemed perfect.
1: <laughs> Why would <laughs> you want to know social security?
0: Not giving you the first one. The second one, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have changed anything. It was, it was awesome. It was, it was wonderful. And then seeing, I mean, Big Russ was there, one of my favorite people in the entire world. Russ hits the game winner and goes over and celebrates with his dad. His dad, they're posing in front of the the, the big TBT bracket where they slap the name on. It was. It, it was awesome. I'm very excited for tomorrow night and seeing Chris Jones and company try to take the car step. Texas says, would you like if they played one game a year back at Freedom Hall? No. There's no. If we didn't have such a perfect ending at Freedom Hall, I'd be more interested in playing another game there. We left that place as perfect as we could. I would too, and that it seems like a silly thing, but if we had lost that game against Syracuse, or if we, you know, let's say that the the last game at Freedom Hall was like the the 2012 senior day where we lose to South Florida. And it's just this, like, just, man. Like, Bad days. This, this sucks, like, whatever. I'd be more open to playing a game there. Like, I always felt Denny Crumb had the worst possible send-off. The, you know, the first round of the Conference USA tournament at Freedom Hall when he couldn't even get on the mic and address his team because the Tulane marching band <laughs> is playing as the 12 seed from the, the, the CUSA runs out on the floor to go lose by a million to, against whoever they were You've playing.
1: You've hated Tulane ever since.
0: I hated Tulane before that. It was, it was more of a Gerald Honeycutt thing. But, <laughs> like, if you ever wanted a do-over for Louisville basketball, that should have been the do-over. Like, losing in an 8-9 game in CUSA tournament first round on your home floor where it didn't even it wasn't even technically a home game was just, like, you know, if we could have given Denny one more, I would have done that. But Freedom Hall had the perfect, perfect conclusion, perfect goodbye. Like, Honeycutt was there for a decade, too. He was.
1: You know. And then, remember Ray Allen, the other the big guy they had?
0: Ray Allen. His name was Ray Allen. I don't remember that. I remember Lavelle Crow Simmons. Yeah, that was. (laughs) One of the greatest names of all time. And they had the
1: ugliest court. You couldn't tell where the lines were on the court.
0: Now Perry Ellis is calling our games and telling us Kenny Payne's the man. (laughs) Perfect.
1: (laughs) In defense, Perry Ellis calling our game was probably the highlight of maybe the season. (laughs) Let's
0: just bring all the old friends back at this point. Where's Mike Dean? Get him on the mic. (laughs) Bring him in there. It was Charlie Spoonhour. Was it, what was the guy Anthony
1: Henry? Was it the, the Marquette guard's name? Which one? <laughs> the one that had like, the acne on the face? Uh,
0: no, that, that, it wasn't Anthony Henry. Uh, I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. I his first name. It's going to drive me crazy. Travis yeah. Diener. Cordell Henry, I think, was his was name. Was that his name? Yeah, Deaner. Yeah. Uh, yeah, God, I hated <laughs> him so much. Um, Dominic James back in the day. Just, uh, Brian Wardle. He's a douche coaching Bradley. Still hate him. <laughs> Take us this. Ralphie said in a, in a Christmas story, electric sex. Yes.
1: Did he say that?
0: Yeah, with the leg.
1: I don't remember that. Li- I remember that line. You don't? No. It's good. <laughs> what? But the but the dad's the one with the fragile leg. Fragile leg. Fragile.
0: Right, but you know he's like rubbing his leg. He's like it was electric
1: sex. I don't remember. I, I literally did not remember that line.
0: Did you see? We got a couple. Wow, that's weird. You see, last night, uh, Lionel Messi scored again. I saw that twice. You see that it was the most watched live event in the history of America. Three point four billion people were watching that game, watching him play.
1: And like what ninety eight percent of it was outside of America.
0: I mean, not ninety eight percent, but but I'm sure a hefty amount was three point four (laughs) billion people. Nobody have ever watched anything in uh, United States. We're talking like you know. Super Bowl coverage of 9-11, presidential <laughs> stuff, anything. Well,
1: Nobody's a drastic ever, A to B to leap right well, there! I mean, but the, you're think right. Think about yeah. biggest of
0: it, moon landing. Think about it, anything. Well. <laughs> Nobody has ever. There have never been more eyes on anything happening in the United States of America than there were last night when Lionel Messi was playing for Inter Miami, which previously had been like the worst team in who the world. Who did they play?
1: I, I don't even remember who they played. Who cares? I mean. I saw. I saw he missed the like the rebound. Score was yeah. Score, uh, yeah. yeah I saw that.
0: I, I did like the clip of all the fans leaving. Like, so did you second, watch the match? No. The second yeah. he got subbed out, like half the crowd just like starts filing out. Like everyone's <laughs> just there to watch him play. I mean, he's gonna score like 145 goals against. This is making MLS look bad at this point. Like every he steps on the field for like 10 minutes and just scores every time. I mean, is it
1: anything that we like? Kind of didn't like is just making just like proving the point of the the the, the way the rest of the world outside of. America sees our MLS's level of talent.
0: Yeah, I guess. Uh, tonight, speaking of soccer, we've got a, a rematch of the 2019 World Cup Final, the Women's World Cup Final between the United States and the Netherlands. 9 o'clock is going to be the kickoff. FS1 will have the coverage. Cheer on our own Savannah DeMello from Racing Louisville as she continues to try to lead the U.S. to another World Cup championship. Also, uh, it's Fill it's the Fam Night at City this weekend. We'll have tickets to give away on tomorrow's show. We we're going to try to do it today, but it was a short show. We didn't have time to get uh, all that stuff in. So, tomorrow, two things to know. Two tickets were given away to Luce City for Saturday's match. And then we are, in the second hour, going to talk about the 1993 Liberty
1: Bowl. I might have to rewatch it by now. Well,
0: <laughs> there's a short version, there's like a 30 minute version you can watch if you want like, a little refresher course. That means I got, I
1: got Dynamite tonight. So.
0: You've got tonight to yeah. watch it. If you haven't yet, if you don't want to be lost when we talk about this game, uh, tonight, that's your homework assignment. Nineteen ninety-three Liberty Bowl. Jeff Brom leading the Cards to a win over Michigan State. Watch that. Get excited. about Lowe that. Martin Low got
1: in there a couple times.
0: I don't think I. I don't think I caught that. Did
1: you not pay, Did you
0: really not watch? I mean, how much? I is, may need a refresher course too, though. Like, <laughs>
1: cause weird, I love the one. I I won't get into it, but like the, the precursor of them talking about the BCS, pretty much. and yeah. Like Howard talking about that, which led to him going to Oklahoma. Really.
0: Much, yeah. yeah didn't
1: want to play. we I'm were sure desperate to make a conference game. and yeah.
0: all right that's your assignment for tonight everyone enjoy your Wednesday evening we'll see you guys back here tomorrow at three o'clock no bats three o'clock show no o'clock. bats no bats <laughs>